It's noon here in Ventnor City, New Jersey, and our nation's capital, Washington, D.C., and this is news that you can use from Car Edge for Monday, February 26th, with your hosts in black and orange. I'm wearing orange. I'm Ray. Zach's wearing black. How are you today, handsome? That was a strange intro, man. (laughs) I'm doing great, gang. Happy Monday. We're going to be talking about why you should not be buying a new car right now and just to get it out of the way our end of month sale which also includes deals to buy a new car right now <laughs> is going on until thursday night that includes the chevy tracks under 400 a month a thousand dollars off on toyota rav4s and most all of the toyota products and those apr incentives over on the mazda cx 50 caredge.com that is who today's show is brought to you by now dad let's jump into the data that led to today's headline if I had to uh, put you on the on the spot, what do you think the um, average difference between a dealer's list price for a new car and MSRP is? Do you think they're listing their vehicles for sale at, I don't know, at MSRP, uh, 5% below MSRP, 20% above MSRP? What do you think the difference is right now for new cars? Between what they're what the MSRP is and what they're selling them for or what the MSRP what their advertised is. price is. Yeah. What the MSRP is and what the average, I would say that, that it is uh, 5% below MSRP. No, not 5%, 2% below MSRP. All right. Now, this is the shocking news that led to today's headline, gang. I see cars. Just the other day, about two weeks ago, they put out new data that 20 new cars priced the highest over MSRP and the 15 priced the lowest below MSRP. I see cars data suggests that new cars are currently priced 7.2% above MSRP right now, down from where they have been, but that car dealers are advertising cars for sale 7.2% above MSRP. I saw that and I was shook, man. How could that be possible? Uh, I don't think it is, but that, that, that's just me. I, I You've got some questions is. with the methodology, I guess. Well, the, the only reason I say I don't think it is, and that's just me, is the ultimate concern is not what they're advertised for, but what the dealer actually sells the damn thing for. You know, yeah. I've said it a, a gazillion times. You can ask whatever you want. It doesn't mean you're going to get it. Now, you know, we work thousands of deals a month in with our community, um, with our coaches, with our concierge. We know that there are deals to be had. Now, that doesn't mean that <clears throat> some areas of the country are harder to get a deal below MSRP than other areas of the country. But I, I think the 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 question the real question that begs to be asked is what are they actually selling the vehicles for in comparison to MSRP not what they're advertising them for i think that's a fair assessment i will also say dad it is another justification for why as consumers we should be thoughtful about when we do go back into the market because of these types of games are still going on you know that's a that's a sign that maybe Maybe it needs another few weeks before the pain is really being felt for all the vehicles that are sitting in dealer inventory. You can see here, Dad, the price versus MSRP right now for January 2024 was 7.2%, which is down from 8.9%. So again, that means how much the price of the vehicle was advertised for 
relative to the vehicle's MSRP. And what IC Cars did here that I thought was super interesting, Dad, is they pulled out the particular makes and models that are seeing their prices be you know, the <laughs> highest relative yeah. to their MSRP versus the lowest. Mini Hardtop Man must be a hot commodity out there right now. The average price of a Mini hard uh, mini Hardtop is $37,473, yet the average MSRP is just shy of thirty grand, And then you see a bunch of Porsches on this list. When you <clears> flip <throat> it over and look at the inverse side, I'll just comment briefly. It's all EVs, man. All these EVs that are not selling that dealers are obviously marking down below MSRP. I I I will say this that if you if you juxtapose the cars that are over MSRP and then go look at at the charts of um, days on lot days on market for brands, many is high at the moment. I'm pretty sure many dealers aren't holding out for all the money um, when I believe many inventories were running around a 90-some-day supply of cars. Um, you you might be 25% over MSRP um, if you have a 20-day supply of cars, but not not when you have a 90-some-day supply of cars. I, I, you know, I honestly, Zach, I... I don't know what I, I I don't know I don't know how you how you come up with this you know based on I, why first of all why would any dealer advertise it for more than MSRP? MSRP we I mean know, yeah we we could understand that maybe like a year ago but nowadays it doesn't make any sense yeah and and we we know um that when Dealers advertise cars. Typically, they're at fictitiously low prices, not at at unbelievably high prices over MSRP. True. So I, I I just I it's as as David Langle suggests. It's inconceivable. The whole thing. It's just inconceivable. I don't I don't know what their methodology was. But I know when when you look on the internet, dealers aren't advertising super high prices to get you in. They True. advertise prices that you can't buy the damn thing for uh, to get you in. And then they <laughs> that are too low. It, yeah, and then they spring it on you gently after they hit you over the head with a baseball bat. Oh, by the way, <laughs> so you know, I just I'm I'm having. What's a nice way? In my opinion, I'm having a tough time buying what I see cars is selling. Yeah, it is interesting, Dad. I, I had a similar reaction when I first saw it because I was thinking to myself, holy cow, man. Are dealers really advertising their prices still above MSRP? Because there's other data sources that suggest, I think I saw it recently. I forget if it was Edmunds, maybe. It was like 12% of new car transactions in January, I think, were sold over MSRP still. So still over sticker, which is which is crazy for me to think, but it is still happening. And so I thought, okay, maybe there's some connection here between maybe what was going on in January versus where we are now heading into March. But it is a good reminder as inventories grow, that has to put downward pressure on prices. So maybe this data from IC cars, if they do another update, I don't know, in a couple months, even if the methodology we don't fully understand, it should continue to go down. It absolutely should continue we, to go we, down. We know average transaction prices are going down. We know that for a fact. We see that in the Cox data month after month. 
So we know the average transaction prices are going down. And, I, you know, the thing that's important is not what the dealer's asking for, but what they ultimately take for it. It's the transaction price that matters, not the asking price. So I, I just, I, 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 I'm having a, I'm struggling. And, and you know that I typically think very highly of the information that is generated from IC cars. Definitely. But I am, I am really struggling with this set of, of the numbers because I, I, I don't think they, I, I, it doesn't stand up to reason. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't, I don't want to pick on them anymore. Move to a different subject. <laughs> All right, let's keep it. We'll jump to the chat here for a moment before we go into our next story earlier from the show, dad from Jeff Stone, Jeff, thank, thank you, you for Jeff. the kind contribution. Just want to say thank you for what you guys do and the great work you've done on the Carriage website for buyers looking for a Ram 3,500. I plan to wait a while. I think this is a great posture, man. I mean, our business model is now, mm -hmm. obviously we're trying to help people buy cars and so it looks good for us month in month out if we've helped more people buy a car but i think you have to you have to wear the the, the hat of good conscience that yes if you're a ram customer why not wait i think we heard it directly from some of our sources that the moment the new ceo or the new coo north american C no the new north american there's a new chief executive starting <laughs> at um uh at Salantis north america yes on march 4th on on uh, on monday a week from today they're gonna have huge incentives it makes no sense to buy that Ram today when you could buy it next month and it's going to be even cheaper. So I think it makes sense to be waiting on the sidelines. There's no indicator or no indication that things are going to get better for the dealers anytime soon. Oh, I, well, it is going to get better for the dealers because they're going to be able to offer even lower prices because the incentives are going to go sky high from, yeah. uh, from Dodge and Stellantis brands. Um, so yeah, the dealers We'll, we'll finally, you know, um, sit around the table, high-fiving each other, going, hey, we might actually be able to sell some damn cars this month. Uh, because they haven't been. They've been struggling to. Nobody's inventory inventory levels have grown more than Dodge and Ram. And so, yeah, they're, they're going to – this is going to be exciting times if you're a CDJR dealer. After or a CDJR customer, yeah. After after the past twelve months of rising inventories, rising prices, and uh, slowing sales, you know, and 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 the slowing sales hasn't been a problem for Stellantis because Stellantis makes their money the moment they invoice the the vehicle to their dealer because the dealer is their customer. Now the dealer isn't making nearly as much money as Stellantis is because the dealer is the one floor planning that inventory and having to take a short deal to get rid of it. That's what's so, I, I hate to go back to the IC cars data, but that's what makes it so hard to reconcile the information. Co again, if you're joining us late, why would we be saying stop buying new cars? Well, that's been our calling card for a while now, but it's yes. because we saw the headline, new cars are priced 7.2% above not below above msrp now but prices are following and the gap is closing it's very tough to reconcile the idea that the advertiser the selling price of a vehicle is 7.2 percent higher than msrp when we know stellantis for example <laughs> are just flooded in inventory and dealers are slashing prices left and right however 
No matter how you slice it and dice it, if sales continue to slow down in the auto industry for weeks and months ahead, that will just put even more downward pressure on the uh, uh, price points for these vehicles. So, you know, we might say stop buying new cars in perpetuity. There are opportunities when you go out there, end of months, for example, or even look at this one, Dad, from GBAT. Yeah. Thank you. Bought a 2024 Honda Civic Sport for $3,500 under MSRP in the San Francisco Bay Area, Anderson's Honda in Palo Alto during their press. So there you go. There's a moment in time. Moment May in time, I, yeah. I, I would like to ask G-Bat a question. What were the charges for any dealer-installed accessories? Because I don't believe you're getting $3,500 off on a Honda Civic Sport of 2024 off of MSRP if they are not adding, I don't know, $2,500, $3,000 worth of dealer-installed accessories to make up for that. Um, there isn't that type of margin in a 2024 Honda Civic Sport. You know, what? what is that, a, a $35,000 to $40,000 vehicle? Well, there's not $3,500 markup. We saw those Honda Ridgeline, Dad, that Honda Ridgeline deal that was from AutoNation of all places. And what they take off, like 20% on a Honda Ridgeline? I don't know, man. Yeah, We're but then they things. added a poop ton of stuff to it. You know, it's everything's relative, okay? Nobody's giving you $3,500 off on a $40,000 vehicle if they aren't making it back up by forcing you to take dealer installed accessories on that vehicle. Hey, we'll give you, you know, unfortunately we've already done the, uh, the uh, high uh, quality ceramic tint window tint for $1,399. We've done the paint and leather sealant for the vehicle. That's another $1,995. You know, the list goes on and on nitrogen in your tires for $499. You are you if you are buying a thirty-five to forty thousand dollar Honda Civic Sport for thirty-five hundred dollars off of MSRP, you are paying three thousand to thirty-five hundred dollars in dealer installed accessories or other fees to make up for that. It just I'm sorry. I, I you know, I I I'd like to believe it's possible, but I know it's not. <laughs> All right, that's fair, fair assessment. Hopefully we can get follow-up from GBAT in the chat here in a second. Let's keep it moving, Pops, and then we have other stories to touch okay. on. But Zario, who had joined us Saturday night yes. over on the Car Edge channel, it was great to see you there. Zario, thank you for the kind contribution. Hey, guys, I returned the Honda. Congratulations. Yeah. They never finalized the loan. $24,000 financed on a used 2022. Went to Mazda and actually got a 2024 Mazda 3, $25,000 financed which has way more futures, and we didn't have to pay the $7,000 down payment. The Mazda was also $1,000 below MSRP, which was less than the used Civic Sport at Stevens Creek Honda in San Jose, California. Congratulations, yes, Zario. Mazdas are a great option right now. Yes. I mean, just like the APR incentives are awesome. You can get below MSRP. We've got on the CX-50s $1,000, up to $1,000 below the dealer invoice price on some of them. So like really, really, really good options out there. On the Mazda front, and they have inventory, which yes. is uh, yes, not what do. we're seeing for all the Hondas. That is that is so accurate. They they have inventory. They're moving their inventory. They're being aggressive. They want to grow their market share. Uh, they've set uh, rather lofty goals for for uh, volume sales this year, 
and they are going to hit those goals because they're being aggressive in trying to reach those goals. 100%. All right. Now, we brought it up earlier. I was trying our best to make it through one Monday through Friday daily news you can use without talking about Stellantis. But did you see this other headline, Dad? This actually came out of NADA, and unfortunately, I had missed it. There was actually a session with executives from Stellantis to the dealers where they talked about how they want to have one-third less inventory on their dealers. Lots of Stellantis dealers will have slimmed down inventories. Manufacturer executives tell dealers the drop will be about <laughs> one-third. And this comes from the National Automobile Dealers Association meeting. Um, Dad, if you're a, a Stellantis dealer right now and you hear this, that's obviously good news, but it's like you know, a little bit behind the eight ball. Well, forget that. If you if you have a 195-day supply of Dodges uh, in inventory at the moment, and you take one-third of that, that's what, 70,000, 65,000? Yeah. You still have a 130-day supply, which is double where you want it to be. So, so yes, it's great news for those Stellantis dealers to find out that Stellantis is planning on uh, putting their inventory levels on a diet. Not a big enough diet, but a diet. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, in a sense, that's good news. Um, but the inventory levels are still going to remain above industry average. They have to do more than, than just try and constrain their inventory. They need to up their game on incentives to move the existing inventory. In yeah, my you're 100%. You're 100% right. Now, that's going to lead us to an interesting conversation tied in with the other big headline of today. And I also want to pull up from streaming demon this comment as well, because it all ties in. A Ford dealer quoted me $56,000 for a Ford Mustang Mach-E premium, including $2,700 in add-on sky high prices, no discount. This is all total BS. The reason I'm bringing that up, Dad, is because we have seen a big surplus of inventory, not only with Ram and Dodge mm. and Chrysler and Jeep, yes. but with electric vehicles. Yes. And that was in part driven by some of the EPA requirements that OEMs were getting prepared for. You see a comment like that from a community member where a dealer who's sitting on tons of Ford Mustang Mach-E's is still trying to charge $2,700 in add-ons. P.S. Gang, you can buy a Ford Mustang Mach-E on CarEdge.com with no add-ons and a significant dealer discount to avoid all that crap. But dad, we now have shifting macro landscape. I mean, yeah. this headline in automotive news this morning, auto industry has tried to make a case for relaxed EPA vehicle emission rules. It might succeed in response to industry pressure. The EPA is expected to relax parts of the rule, giving automakers more time to ramp up EV sales, according to published reports. This is timely, dad, as EV prices on the used car side really, really, really start to plummet. And uh, EV sales, while they're still up, the fastest growing segment of vehicle sales in the United States, they are uh, still not a large portion and growing inventory stockpiles are proving that. And it is, you know, I, you've heard me say this for the longest time. EV sales growth was spurred by early adopters. The early adopters have adopted. Okay, the rest of the market that they're depending on, that they need to buy into this, um, is somewhat ambivalent at best about moving to an EV. I and we know price point, price point plays a huge driver there. EVs are more expensive than oh, hybrids and more yes. expensive than ICE vehicles. And I said this the other night, we need infrastructure to get 
ahead of the curve as opposed to always being behind the curve. That's the part that if, if, if you were to do a survey of why people might consider an EV and then decide not to get it, I believe the main reason they would decide not to get it is the, the, um, the lack of infrastructure in significant numbers within wherever they live to be able to charge a vehicle when necessary, if they can't charge it at home, not everybody lives where you can install your own charger. Okay. So that in infrastructure has to get ahead of the curve. Once infrastructure gets ahead of the curve, you know, like when electrify America actually has, I don't know, working chargers at the majority of their locations, um, and they can actually electrify America, then, then maybe we will see greater and more rapid EV adoption. But I think it's less that, Dad. I don't think people care as much about, about that as you think. I think it's price point. I think it's 100% price point. We know all the data shows it, right? All the data shows it. Electric vehicles are more expensive Unless you're looking to buy a Tesla, electric vehicles are more expensive than internal combustion. And in an aggregate, that's true. Electric vehicles are more expensive. Cox yeah. Automotive recently yeah. put out that data. We've talked about it. The cheapest vehicle powertrain to own is a hybrid. That from that again, Cox Automotive put that put that data out. Where do we see the most demand for vehicles? It's hybrids. Like so, I think yeah. it's really price point Ed, that's the driver. I don't think people we talk about it every day, but I think people don't like. Maybe they watch YouTube videos about how Electrify America doesn't work and that turns them off. But what turns them off even more is the idea that the monthly payment is something that they can't afford versus what they can't afford. Well, that's that's part of it. And and that's why, you know, the early adopters paid what they did to be an early adopter. The rest of us need the price. Yes, we need the prices to come down. But it's like the the uh, Toyota Mirage in California. If you're giving somebody a $40,000 discount, including $15,000 uh, worth of fuel, if you can't get the fuel, it doesn't matter. And so even if they had much less expensive EVs, if people can't charge them readily because the infrastructure isn't there or working infrastructure isn't there for that to be able to happen, that's going to slow people down about buying them um here he pops yeah i you know do i think there's a there's a there could be a much faster growing market there i do but i think the infrastructure has to be there for that to happen i want to turn to a comment here and then gbat followed up with us i want to just pull up something justice said justice good to see him many yeah. many sub fifty thousand dollar electric vehicles but not enough sub thirty thousand dollar electric vehicles i hate to do this but i i am going to pull it up when you're on car edge the tracks, that right there. Yes. That is the number one seller on Car Edge so far since we've started selling cars. It's the Chevy tracks. Yes. And why is it the Chevy tracks? Because you can get it under 30,000. You can get it under 25,000. Yes. Yes. And it's a little bit of a biased approach right now because, you know, we just turned on our first Toyota dealer behind the scenes and we're starting to grow that out. But the Chevy tracks is the number one most popular car that Car Edge has sold in our history thus far <laughs> on behalf of. Uh, you know, on behalf of uh, uh, of dealers. 
And I think it's all price point, Dad. I really, really do. To Justice's point, there's just not enough options that are affordable for people. We, we have, you know, I've beat that dead horse that, that you know, three, four years ago, probably 30% of all vehicles that were off, new vehicles that were offered for sale in this country had an MSRP of less than $30,000. Yep. Today, that number is 10%. And and so, yes, there is a percentage of the population that is starving for um, choice in vehicles below $30,000. And Chevy has decided, at least with the tracks, that that's a vehicle they're going to produce. That's a vehicle they're going to promote to a certain degree. And that is one of their fastest selling vehicles. So it just proves something that we've been saying for months and months and months. It's an affordability issue, whether it be electric yep. or ice, it's an affordability issue. It has been, it will continue to be, but with electric, it's, it's an affordability issue along with an infrastructure issue. It's a two prong thing as opposed to just the one prong. All right, GBAT, thank you for the kind contribution. You do not have to donate to uh, to have your comment pulled up, but thank you, GBAT. They tried to add, this is on that Honda Civic, $1,000 for StarGuard. That's an interesting name, but yeah, I think yes. it's like Lojack declined it and they removed the charge. The MSRP on the Civic Sport was $27,900. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, GBAT, I love you, but I still am not buying that they took $3,500 off and so that you could buy that for... Uh, twenty-four-four. I, I, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it for a second. That's just me. Please feel free to send in um a copy of your retail installment contract. We'd be yes. happy to put our eyes on it to help us understand what happened there. You can email me directly, Zach Z A C H at I mean, edge. Even even if they had ten percent margin, even if they had ten percent, that's only twenty-seven hundred and ninety dollars. Okay. They I just don't, don't have ten percent margins. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm just I'm just having a tough time with that. Yeah, I I, I hear you, man. That's yeah. that'd be a hell of a discount. I mean, maybe okay. G bet, send it in so we can talk yes. about it on tomorrow's tomorrow's show. So you can so definitely. and 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 don't send any money. Just send it no, in yeah. and and say, see Ray. You're nothing but a windbag. You were wrong on this one. And I will, if I am wrong, I will readily admit that I was wrong. That's the kind of person I am. Appreciate that about you, Pops. Really, really do. All right. We had another kind contribution just come in, and then we will turn our attention to the last story of today from Paul. Thank you, Paul. Um, insight on the Hyundai Ionic 6. Also, I, okay, that's not an appropriate comment, but yes, Paul. Um, <laughs> insights on the hyundai ionic 6 dad i know that right now i was just over at the hyundai dealer here locally the other day looking around i saw the ionic 5s they had selling below invoice price significantly uh-huh. below invoice price i think the ionic 6s are similar they're not really selling it's kind of the theme in ev land at the moment so if you're in the market for an ionic 5 or an ionic 6 you should be able to negotiate a, a really solid deal yes you should definitely be be below MSRP, and depending upon what region of the country you are in, you you might even be able to be below invoice. Yep, absolutely. We are seeing that. Hopefully, we'll get a Hyundai dealer 
in the Car Edge Dealer Network sooner rather than later. All right, Dad, time for our favorite segment of the show. Uh, really? You got to be kidding me. All right, saw this just the other day, and man, oh, man. Price increases over the last 10 years. Auto insurance up 85%. Auto maintenance and repair costs up 50%. Overall U.S. consumer price index up 30 one percent dad this does not even include obviously the price increases for the uh, uh new cars or used cars but holy cow man auto insurance up 85 percent, auto repairs up 50 percent, and maintenance up 50 percent. cpi up 31 percent. seeing it in a chart like this just makes it all the more real and that's over 10 years 10 years oh my so so one has to ask the question what has forced insurance up 85% over, t- over a 10-year period of time? Um, I, I, I can understand with the costs of cars going up and with the amount of electronics in cars, I can understand maintenance and repairs going up to a degree, but 50%? That, that, I don't know. That, that, that seems a tad bit high. But yeah, absolutely, man. You, absolutely. Then again, in most states, if you'd like to own a car, you have to insure it. Um, so we're kind of stuck. I'm, I was shocked when I saw yeah. that, man. The fact that insurance has gone up almost three times inflation and the fact that auto repair and maintenance is almost two times the rate of inflation. I mean, it's just the... Uh, it, it continues to hammer home the affordability crisis. And then when you think about the fact that new car prices have gone up as much as they have, used car prices have gone up as much as they have. It's just, uh, it's tough, man. When I saw that chart, it just made me think, really, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> you know, I remember uh, during COVID shutdown, um, you know, where auto insurance rates actually dropped because, well, people weren't driving, weren't driving nearly as much. Um you know, people were working from home instead of commuting, um, and and insurance rates actually went down, and and suddenly, you know, they 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 just keep going up. I keep driving less, you know, and my and my insurance keeps going up. You know, maybe maybe I should j- just drive a poop ton. Uh, <laughs> Justify that increase in in cost. Something you know, something. Uh, it, it is. You know, inflation is part and parcel of of life. Um, yeah. But to see some of those jumps, that's just you know that's hard to take. That that you know, if if wages haven't kept pace, and in many cases and for many years, wages they did haven't. not. Um, you know, wages were stagnant. You know, that just makes it harder for people to uh, afford just surviving. Yeah, it really does. All right, folks, end of the month. That means we're finishing up our month here at Car Edge. If you're unfamiliar, you can purchase a vehicle directly on CarEdge.com. If you're in the market to sell or trade in your vehicle, click on that Sell or Trade tab and get competitive offers from dealers in your area. The extended warranty, $150 discount right now through the end of the month. Please, 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 even just as a research tool, enter your information so you can see what you might be getting into. What does it cost to protect a Buick, a brand new Buick Enclave in the state of Arizona? Drum roll, please. There you go. 10 years, 100,000 miles, 28, 48. There's no um, 
uh, yeah, no BS, no email address even required to get that. All and, of our and, services, and all of right our tools. Now, are and certain. right now you can take $150 off of that $28.48? Indeed, indeed, indeed. And then for those of you that, you know, uh, don't appreciate necessarily that we have a business and a team and, and salary and payroll to make, resources. Everything under resources, 100% free. Please go avail yourselves of all those resources. But yeah, this is uh, end of the month for us trying to start 2024 off to a strong start. And thanks to you, we have. Um, but just want to make everyone aware of all the various tools and resources back on the website. I love it. I love and I do and I do love the new look of the website. Look, it looks um, you know, it, it's only taken four years to, to <laughs> you know to Progress is happiness, man. Yeah, Progress yeah, is I, happiness. You know, you, you know, it's it, who knew it looked good four years ago. Now it looks it's really good. good. Um, yeah. You know, you live and you learn and you improve, and and so yeah, I'm 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 really enjoying um, the look of the website, and I I just think it's it's so much easier for people to navigate to navigate it now than it was before. Thank you, Pops. Yeah, we, we've got all sorts of fun stuff we're working on this week as well. Hopefully, we'll have it out soon. But until then, go yeah. enjoy your lunch, Papa Shevska. I will enjoy mine. Thank you, everyone, for spending part of your day with us. And something tells me we'll be back here tomorrow at noon I, Eastern. I'm pretty sure noon see. Eastern, nine specific. Um, so thank you, everybody. We look forward to seeing you here again tomorrow. Have a great day. <laughs>